Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. The number one podcast for learning and talent development professionals. Now here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I appreciate you joining me for another great episode to help you up your game and improve your capabilities in the world of talent development. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different than some of the others that we've had in the past. You know, most of our episodes, we have guests from different areas around talent development, and we have more great guests coming to you in the future. But we've got a couple solo episodes. And today, I thought I would take an episode that I recorded for my other show, which is called the Own Your Career Show in line with my book, which is called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. I know I don't talk about it that much on this podcast as we're more focused on talent development, although my book is career development related and I do speak in a lot of organizations about career development and specifically teaching people how to own their careers based on my book, which is called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. I have a podcast that is the companion to the book and that movement called the Own Your Career Podcast, where I've shared tons and tons of content and lessons from the book, as well as ongoing complimentary content. And I recently recorded an episode for that podcast that I thought might be good for this podcast as well. It's all about really playing the long game in your career and thinking about, you know, how things might often take longer than they could or they should and why success often takes time and why you've got to be consistent in showing up over time. I'll get into the episode and and let you listen from there. But I was thinking, especially as I started recording this about the L&D professionals, learning and development, talent development professionals in my network, especially in our talent development think tank community who I talk to on a regular basis and how many of us are dealing with challenges because of the economy right now. And many people have gone through layoffs or watched their friends lose jobs, L&D departments getting cut in lots of companies. And it's a cycle, right? These things happen. It's not going to last forever. It's going to come back. It's going to go the other way. These challenges are going to come up that are outside of our control. And we've got to figure out, okay, what's the best way to deal with them for my career, for my role, for my organization, for all of that. And so I had that in the kind of back of my head as I was recording this episode for the Own Your Career show. And I thought, Maybe it'd be good for others in talent development who don't normally listen to that podcast to check this out because you might be dealing with, you might have big goals. Uh, and if you don't, it's a good idea to put some goals down, but you might have some big goals for what you're doing in learning and development that are taking longer than you hoped they would. So I hope this episode is helpful. All the information about the Own Your Career podcast And the book, as well as all the free bonus resources I have there are on my website for that show, which is ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. So go ahead and check that out. And of course, this show and in this podcast, I mentioned the Talent Development Think Tank membership community that I run. All the information about that is at talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. All right, without further ado, here is the episode I recorded about playing the long game and why success takes time. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited to talk with you today about owning your career and achieving your goals and and really achieving more success in your career and your life. And what I want to talk to you about today is playing the long game and realizing that success takes time. And that's something that sounds kind of obvious, and yet so many people are frustrated, so many people give up when things don't go as quickly or as perfectly as they would like. I've seen lots of people over the years who tell me 
that they're going to do some big thing. They're going to start a business. They're going to get into speaking. They're going to publish a book. They're going to do this big thing, whatever it is. And they come out of the gate fast and, and strong. And then three, six, nine months later, they kind of disappear. I don't see them working on that thing anymore, at least not publicly. You know, they may still be working on things privately. And it's okay for people to pivot. Things change over time. I've pivoted on many things over the years. Uh, but the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, it, it's great to come out with a burst of energy and get really excited about something. But in life, we really got to be thinking about playing the long game. And I take that from the the title of a book by Dory Clark, which is called The Long Game, all about how things take a lot longer than we plan. But, you know, over the long haul, we tend to achieve a lot more success than maybe we think we might or, or assume. In fact, there's a a saying out there that I hear every now and then, and I just heard it on another podcast today, which is that uh, we tend to overestimate what we can achieve in a year and underestimate what we can achieve in a decade. And you see that time and time again. I've seen it time and time again for myself when I have set, sat down and, and put my annual goals in place, my goal for the year, or you go to a workshop and they say, ask you, you know, what do you want to achieve in the next year? What do you want to achieve in the next five or 10 years? And sometimes you think about them in the same terms. You think, well, I, I want to achieve this in a year and eh, the same thing in about five years, you know, maybe I could double that. And what I found over time is that sometimes the, the goals I put down for one year are too big for me to achieve in an actual year. It doesn't actually happen inside of 12 months. But over the course of the last five years, I've achieved way more than maybe what I thought was possible, you know, and we underestimate how much we can achieve. So let me take a step back and get back into my my normal formula. You know, we're talking about owning your career and your life. We're talking about achieving big things. This is especially for you, big goal achievers, ambitious people out there. Not that it won't be helpful for those of you who don't consider yourself as ambitious. And by the way, there's no judgment there. Everybody gets to live their life to separate, set up their career and live their life how they want to. That's what owning your career and owning your life is about, is creating a career and life that you want. So if you're ambitious and you want to build a huge company or become vice president or CEO one day, like that's awesome. And if you don't want a promotion because you don't want to be a manager, you don't want to like deal with that headache, you just want to be paid, you know, fairly for the work that you do and and build a life that you love. Like that's awesome too. Like good for you. There's nothing wrong with either one and I think they come with trade-offs too, right? You think about trade-offs in terms of like the respect and admiration you might get from other people, the affirmations, the money you could earn, but also the the free time that you have. You know, if you're the person that's striving to become CEO one day, you might be working a lot more than the person who is just trying to get paid well and have a good life. And that's okay, right? There's there's trade-offs everywhere and it's going to depend on every situation. But, you know, this is especially for people who are ambitious. You've got those big goals. Someone like me, and I'll tell you, I am very ambitious. I do have very big goals. I have big things that I want to achieve. I want to make a lot of money. I want to make a huge impact. I want to travel the world and have a great life with my family. I want recognition, you know, from lots of people for, for helping them. I want to publish more books, all this sort of stuff, Right. And what I found over time is as I set these big goals, you know, you, you set the vision. So if you've been through my, my book and through the framework that I use often on owning your career, by the way, if you have not gotten the book or any of my free content, it's all available on our website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. You can click on bonus resources. You can download the five steps to owning your career, the top five most common career mistakes. Uh, you can also go to Amazon and buy our book. If you haven't bought my book yet, I'd love for you to get that. 
It supports me, it supports you, and it's helpful for everybody, right? You can go through this step-by-step for yourself. But you know, the foundation of owning your career is is self-awareness. We've talked about that at length on this podcast. The next step is setting up vision for where you want to go in your career. And then the next next step is connecting to a purpose, that why for the, the career, for what you want to achieve. And then the next thing is to make a plan, right? Sit down and make a plan and set some smart goals, you know, set some milestones that you want to achieve over the course of the next three, six, nine, 12 months as you are chasing that big vision. Okay. So let's say, for example, your vision is you want to become vice president of finance one day or vice president of sales, or you want to become a director of marketing, or let's say your big vision is you want to leave your corporate job and be running your own business, making the same or more money. I know many people that are in that position, which is totally great. I've been in that position in the past. So you start with that big vision of really clear, really clear on what you want to achieve. And then you need to start making a plan. So if it is the, you know, the vision is to become vice president of finance one day. What are the milestones that are going to help you get there? Like, do you need another promotion or two between now and then? Do you need to take on certain types of special projects? Do you need to get any type of certification or additional education, right? And in, uh, in order to get there, do you need to build a network with the right people? Do you need to potentially change organizations because there's a glass ceiling or you have a boss ahead of you at your company and it doesn't seem like that boss is going to be leaving or retiring anytime soon? right? Or do you just need to have conversations with the right people? Maybe you need to go to the current VP of finance and say, hey, I I think it's really cool what you're doing. I would love to have your job one day. And by the way, it can feel intimidating to go to an executive and say something like that. Most executives have it sort of on their roadmap that they want to support people quote, below them, you know, uh, under them, they want to support the next generation, right? They know they're not going to be there forever. So it can actually be really flattering and cool when you go to someone and say, I want to have your job one day, because you're not saying I want to take your job today, get the hell out of here. You're saying I want to have your job one day. How do I get there? Right? Because that person doesn't think they're going to be in that job forever. And oftentimes, those VPs or C-suite executives are tasked tasked with succession planning. They have to be thinking about who is going to take over for you when you're gone. They're supposed to have a plan in place for that. So it's kind of cool for them to hear that. You could say, and you might be two or three levels down, which is totally fine. You might and, and say, how do I, I want to have your job one day. How do I get there? You know, can you give me some, some advice? Like what are some things that you think I need on my resume? What types of experience do I need? What types of people do I need to know? Do I need to rotate into different places? Can I do that by staying at the company? Do I need to leave? You know, whatever it takes, find out as much as you can about how to get there. Then you can start setting those milestones, right? That certification you need, that next promotion, that extra project you need to take on. If your goal is to leave corporate and be running your own business, then you can set milestones around that, right? Starting your side business, setting up your LLC, getting your first client or product or customer or sale on the side, managing, structuring your time so that you can build things up on the side, Uh, talking to your employer about a potential contract. Maybe you need a certification or some type of education in, in some certain area, right? Maybe you need to get some software set up. Maybe you want to get a website set up. You know, I recommend going again that client first before you get the website set up, but you can do it in whatever, whatever order you want and think about what are those tasks or things that you're going to need to achieve. Now, the next thing and the main topic of this episode here is that, as I said, you're really playing the long game and success is probably going to take longer than you want. All right. So you're, you're going to sit down and say, I want to be VP of finance in the next three years, or 
if you're someone like me who discovered, oh my gosh, I want to be an entrepreneur, and then you get really eager to get there, and you say something like, well, I'm going to be running my own business with you know having replaced my salary in the next year, because that's what you really want, right? That's what you want. It may not be realistic. It is possible. Like anything is possible, right? And that's definitely possible. So I don't want to take that away from you. But I want to tell you that it, oftentimes my experience is you you set down and you you set that goal. And then a year later, you haven't made as much progress as you want. You're still in that job. You're not running your own business. Maybe you're making 50% of your salary. Maybe you're making 20% of your salary. Maybe you haven't gotten the first client yet, right? You got to ask yourself why. So there's a couple of different things you, you need to be doing in that situation. Number one is give yourself credit for the growth that you've made, right? So even when you get to the end of that year, that 12 months, and you haven't achieved the big goal that you set out for, you've got to first give yourself credit for the progress that you made. Hey, you know what? I haven't made it all the way to VP, but I did get promoted to director, or I didn't get the promotion I wanted, but I got some great feedback and I, I know more about what I need to do now. Or, yeah, I didn't get the promotion yet, but I got that certification, right? I finished that one class and now I have the certification that I think I need. And the next step is to take on, you know, some type of project. Or, yeah, I'm not a full-time entrepreneur yet, but I got my first client. I got my second client. I've replaced 10 or 20% of my income. You know, I've got some, some regular income coming in. That would be a cause or reason to celebrate, right? So give yourself credit for the growth. Even when you don't hit the big goals, you've got to give yourself credit for the growth along the way so that, you know, you continue to celebrate and you don't feel bad about yourself, all right? Because what happens for a lot of entrepreneurs, myself included, is you have like your eyes on this prize, this big, big goal. And all you can think about is is achieving that big goal. And all you know is you look at your situation and think, well, I haven't achieved that goal yet. So I shouldn't be satisfied with my situation, right? I can't be happy because I haven't achieved that goal, right? We almost tell ourselves sometimes, well, I'll be happy when I achieve that goal. And therefore, I can't be happy until I achieve that goal, which is really demoralizing because oftentimes we don't hit the big goal, at least not in the time that we thought we were going to hit it. And so you've got to give yourself credit along the way and say, well, you know, I actually made some progress. Um, A book that's helped me along the way is, I've mentioned Hal Elrod on this podcast many times in the past, mostly in conjunction with uh, The Miracle Morning, which is the the big, very popular book that he wrote that, that really changed my life. But he has another book called The Miracle Equation, which I really loved as well, where he talked about essentially how to go out and achieve big goals. And in that book, he talks about a lesson he learned from a mentor of his. And I've heard him repeat this on his podcast in the past, where he basically said that the point of a big goal is not to achieve the goal, it's to become the type of person who achieves goals. And so it's sort of in line with that kind of old adage of like, shoot for the moon and you'll land among the stars kind of thing. And the idea is that you set this big vision, you set these big goals and milestones, and maybe you don't achieve the goal, but if you establish the right systems and you take the right actions along the way, you become the person that is making progress, that is growing and is going to be achieving big things in the future. It may not be the exact thing that you want right now, but what I've noticed with myself over the last, uh, we'll call it uh, six years of taking consistent action towards things I want, many times I did not hit the big goals that I wanted. Many times I did not achieve the things that I wanted, at least in the time frame that I wanted. Many times challenges came up and slowed me down. We'll talk about that. 
But what I've found is that by taking consistent action over time, by developing the right habits that would get me there, that over the long run, I become more successful as a result. So an example is, you know, starting a business or growing sales. When I started doing this, I was sort of as an in working as an independent contractor and my job primarily was sales. I was looking to sell learning programs to companies. And I started like tracking, you know, my outreach and the number of conversations I'm having and the sales I got. And I set these really big sales numbers. Yeah, I take that back. Actually, when I first started doing this, when I discovered the Miracle Morning and Miracle Morning and started doing this, I was I think I was still working for BTS, the consulting company, but I was in sales. I wasn't doing outreach for many of our top senior consultants and trying to book meetings and get sales. And so I set big sales targets for myself. I don't think we had any any internal quotas, but I set big targets for myself. And then, you know, I backtracked to like, okay, if I want to get hit X dollars in sales, how many emails, you know, how many meetings do I need to book? How many emails do I need to send? That sort of thing. Um, I can tell you those first two years that I did that, I did not hit my sales numbers. Actually, the first four years that I did that, I don't think I hit my sales targets that what I, what I felt like I was capable of doing. Um, I didn't hit it. I didn't hit it at all the first four years. It was really sort of humbling and disappointing. Now I put great systems in place. I built lots of relationships. I had lots of meetings. I made lots of contacts and lots of emails. I established a lot of habits that would set me up for success later. It just took several more years until I got to a point where now I'm running my own business. And in 2022, you know, everything came together and I had a record, record year in terms of sales. Actually, in fact, going back to 2020, which 2020 and 2021 were, you know, two of the hardest years ever for me. And, you know, I'll, I'll dovetail that into the fact that you can, the next lesson, which is, hey, you can set these big, this big vision and set goals and a milestone. And then you're going to run into challenges. It's inevitable that you're going to run into challenges. Like unforeseen things are going to come up. Now, the best planners will plan for almost everything, but you just can't plan for everything. So 2020, what happened? March 2020, a pandemic hit, shut the entire world down. Absolutely nobody could have foreseen that. My business was growing. I had tons of prospects. I was flying around the country and the world running leadership development workshops, and it all got shut down. It all went away. And what I did was I took a few days to, you know, a couple of days to kind of cry about it. Oh my God, what the heck is going on? And then, you know, I had a, a talk with my sales coach at the time who was basically like, hey, you know, like, so what? This is the reality we live in. You got to go back out there and keep like talking to people and building relationships and getting sales. Like you can't quit. And I was like, ah, you're absolutely right. I got on LinkedIn and I just started pounding and like having lots of meetings and lots of conversations and looking for opportunities to provide value in different places. And, you know, things change with the business. I started growing the the membership community I was running. And that year, I actually matched my best year ever in income. And I'm really proud of that because, you know, there were several months where I wasn't really making much money because of, of COVID, because of the pandemic. And I was still able to come back in the second half of the year and match my best year ever. And I'll always be very proud of that. You know, I think in a normal, quote, normal good year, I probably would have made more. But just the fact that I went and matched my best year ever, I was I was really proud of that. And it actually, the pandemic forced me to go completely out on my own from what I was doing before with APG, who used to sponsor this podcast. And it's been a great, great organization to work with. And it really was a great catalyst for everything for me to finish my book and all that sort of stuff. 
Then I finished my book at the end of 2020 and I got diagnosed with testicular cancer and I found out that the cancer had spread to my stomach and my neck. And and many of you, if you've been listening for a long time, you know this story. It was a huge challenge, an annoying challenge, right? Like, okay, now I'm building momentum around publishing a book and I want to build a business around that. And ah, dang, now I have cancer. Now I get to deal with this health challenge. And so I get to divert most of my time to doing research, reading, learning as much as I can and taking care of my body. And the first three months of 2021, I was going through cancer treatment. I basically, you know, kind of took those first three months off while I was going through treatment and taking care of my body and my health. And then I also, because I wanted to take advantage of the freedom of being an entrepreneur and celebrate, you know, getting through cancer and everything, uh, my family and I took a six week road trip in the middle of 2021 across the United States from Florida to Oregon and back. And I mention that because in 2021, I again matched my best year ever in income. And the way that I did that was I got creative. I worked extra hard during the times when I could. And and things started growing and getting back into place from the pandemic. And I was building on the foundation of what I had been building in 2016, 17, 18, 19, and 20, building to get me to where I got to in 2021, which led me to 2022, having an absolute record year because I really committed to the system that I I was learning and uh, in the beginning of 2022 and just doing tons of outreach and having lots of conversations and just looking for ways to provide value and getting better at my sales process and all of that. And as a result, a record, record year in 2022. I went basically went and tripled my income by going out and getting you know certain deals that have been been working on for a long time and trying to provide as much as value as I can to people around me. So then fast forward to 2023 and what's going on in 2023? Well, we've got a, a bit of a tough economy. I see companies, especially in the tech and software industries, laying people off left and right, tons of, of layoffs, lots of restructuring, lots of budget cuts. It, it's been a tougher market. I have felt it. I have not had nearly as many you know, corporate client opportunities as I had in 2022. When I was at the ATD conference in San Diego a few weeks ago, I talked to lots of other entrepreneurs, vendors, providers in the corporate learning and development space. And all of them told me like, oh yeah, our sales are down. Opportunities are down. Deals are down because companies have been cutting their budgets during this sort of uncertain time. And that's, that's totally fine. Like it's a, it's a cycle in the economy. This stuff happens, right? And I'm bringing that up because, I mean, A, it's affecting me, but I know it's affecting lots of other people. If you work in corporate L&D, you listen to my podcast, you listen to the Talent Development Think Tank, and maybe you've come over here. I know it's been tough for a lot of people. You know, I'm speaking about things from an entrepreneurial sales perspective, but, you know, if you work internally in an organization, all of a sudden, all the things that you wanted to try to do, the special projects you had earmarked for this year are getting put on hold because there's no budget there. There's a hiring freeze. You can't get the staff that you wanted to get before. In fact, you're losing staff and you're afraid for your own job. And so maybe you started the year or last year you had set this big vision and this goal that, you know, hey, I want to be become a chief learning officer one day or I want to become a director of learning, of HR, uh, whatever it may be. And then the economy changes. And so the goal may need to change as a result. The goal may be just to be, hey, I want to make sure that I'm providing as much value as possible, that I get through this, I get to keep my job. And I'm also like investigating backups, like I'm networking, right? Which by the way, if you are in a job, you know, you're committed as a W-2 employee, you're not trying to run your own business and you have a job that seems pretty safe, that like congratulations to you, 
you need to still be networking and looking for that backup option always because you never know what might happen. And, you know, even when you work for a big company like Meta, aka Facebook, that has billions and billions of dollars in cash, still the founder says, you know what, I've had pressure from my shareholders and we need to reduce our headcount by quite a bit. It's my own fault. I'm sorry, but that's what we're going to do. And and that's what they did. They went and laid off, I think, something like ten to 15,000 employees, maybe more than that over the last 90 days. And so your job is is never safe, right? Like an employer can uh, eliminate your job at any moment, just like you can walk out the door at any moment if you're an employee. And so I think you always need to be looking for backup options. There's there's really no excuse for that. There's no reason, even if you absolutely love your job and you love your company, and I hope you do, I hope everybody gets to be in a position like that, I still think it's a good idea to be just having one conversation a week, a couple of months with people in your industry and just looking for those backup options in case the proverbial shit hit the fan and your role got eliminated, right? It's a good idea to be to look at, you know, building that network and, and finding those backup options. So my point is like stuff comes up, right? So challenges are going to happen. And a lot of times these things are outside your control, right? The the pandemic was outside of my control. The The cancer was outside of my control. Certainly the economic changes outside of our control. There's absolutely nothing we can do. You can't change the economy, right? You know, the US government, the Federal Reserve is trying to steer our economy back in the right direction. They have raised interest rates in order to slow inflation, which they know is going to tighten lending and tighten spending in the economy over the short term. But their hope is that's going to drive more economic growth in the long term. That's my very simple uh, minded explanation of what's going on with the Federal Reserve and the economy. Uh, I hope that's helpful. And so, you know, what we're seeing is, is inflation already tightening up, right? It's less than it was before. And we're seeing the stock market kind of come alive. As I'm recording this in mid-June of 2023, the market is now eking back up towards record highs, which I didn't think would get here this fast. That's kind of amazing. And I think that the, you know, the, the larger economy will follow suit. It may take time, especially in certain industries. It may take six months. It might take 12 months. It might take 18 months. Like I'm not here to predict the future. What I'm here to tell you is that when you set big goals, you got to be playing the long game and understand that challenges are going to come up. And when those challenges come up, especially when they're outside of our control, we got to just focus on what's in our control and keep, you know, maybe adjust our shorter term goals from like, I'm trying to get a promotion to I'm just trying to keep my job. That's okay. Right. From I'm trying to double my sales to I'm just trying to match my sales from last year. so I can like continue to have the lifestyle that I, that I had. That's totally fine. And in the meantime, Keep doing the things that are going to set you up for future success. Keep doing the things that are going to set you up for future success. Those consistent actions that will set you up for future success, both on a personal and a professional level. I think the personal level is important. So I'm not just talking about making sales calls. I'm not just talking about networking and having convers- uh, uh, regular feedback conversations with your boss, because I think you need to be doing those things. I'm talking about building your personal brand. I'm talking about learning, right? Reading books, listening to podcasts like this one, taking online classes. I'm talking about going to the gym. I'm talking about meditating on a regular basis, eating a healthy diet. These things are going to set you up for future success as well. Getting enough sleep, you know, take care of your health. And maybe, maybe with the downturn in the economy, maybe you don't have as much work as you normally do. I won't tell anybody if you don't have as much work as you normally do. Um, maybe you take this time 
for some special projects or some extra learning, right? Go get a certification, read an extra book, learn some new skills, because you know that next year, things are going to be crazy again, and you're not going to have time for any of those things. You're going to go, ah, I wish when things were slow, I would have just recognized that and used some time for learning or uh, taking care of my health or whatever it is, right? Um, And remember that things like taking care of your health, learning, these things are go in the bucket of important yet non-urgent because no one is really ever going to be over your shoulder yelling at you to make sure you get enough sleep to make sure that you're eating a healthy diet or taking care of your health to make sure that you are reading books and learning. You've got to take initiative and do that for yourself. You got to block the time and do that, whether it's reading in the morning, listening to podcasts on an afternoon walk, you know, making time to take an online course, making time to go to the gym in the morning or at the end of the day, whatever it may be, right? I normally had to go to the gym early in the morning, but like lately I've been sick and just kind of slowly recovering and I wanted to go just hit the sauna and I didn't make it early this morning. So I went in the mid morning before I had a call and that's harder to do because it's hard to peel yourself away from your desk, but I had already gotten a lot of stuff done. I had about an hour and 20 minutes free and I'm like, why not go to the gym now? I get to make my own schedule. There's no boss here telling me what to do, right? And that's the case for a lot of us. A lot of times we don't realize how much control we have over our time and that we get to make time for the things that matter. And I'm telling you that you want to make time for those things that are important that are not urgent. And you want to make sure that you're making time for those consistent actions that are going to set you up for later success. Even if you're not going to achieve the big thing that you want this year, you keep doing those things. And one day you're going to wake up in 2024 and 2025 and 2026 and go, oh my gosh, I'm in that place that I really wanted to get to. And I, I didn't think I was ever going to get here. And now I'm here and I'm taking it for granted. I need to celebrate this, right? So let me read to you some notes that I wrote down ahead of recording this podcast that once you set a vision to make a plan, it's going to take some time. You've got to show up consistently, consistently. Remember at the beginning, I talked about those people that I see. They're like, I'm going to achieve this big thing. And then like they're posting about it publicly and you see it for about 30 days and then all of a sudden they disappear. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Consistency over just like coming out with a big bang. I want to see you keep going and going and going and going. How can you show up consistently for your health, for your learning, for your professional development to get that promotion, to achieve more, make more money in your career, whatever it may be. It's going to take longer than you hoped. You will run into challenges. Like I mentioned, you need to have people that you can lean on. So if you have those big goals, like find a friend, a colleague, if you can't talk to your manager, Talk to your manager if you can. If you can't talk to your manager, find a colleague or a mentor that you can talk to about it, a family member. Please like have one or two friends or confidants that you can tell them like, hey, this is what I'm working on and I'd love to be able to you know, check in with you on it, to celebrate wins, to talk about the challenges. You need to, we are social creatures. You need to have somebody you can lean on that you can talk to about the big goals. Like you just can't go through it by yourself. It's not a good idea. Join a membership community or a mastermind group if that's helpful. If you work in learning and development, talent development, I run a membership community for talent development professionals called the Talent Development Think Tank. I also just started a mastermind group for entrepreneurs in the corporate learning and development space under the umbrella of the Talent Development Think Tank. All the information is on my website, talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. If you're looking for a group of people in learning and development to join or a mastermind group to join where you can network and get support and lean on other people, that is a great place to do it if you're in L&D. So you need to have people you can lean on. You need to celebrate wins and recognize growth. I mentioned that earlier. Like 
once you get to the end of the year, and even if you didn't achieve the big goal, like celebrate the wins and, and, you know, recognize the growth that you've had. I've mentioned on this podcast in the past, I think a book I read last year called The Gap and the Gain, great book about that. And basically talks about how this, he talks about entrepreneurs, but it's true for everybody. We focus on the big goal and all we do is compare ourselves to the goal or to other people. And we just think, oh, I haven't achieved enough. And we don't ever give ourselves enough credit for what we have achieved. So give yourself some credit. Celebrate the wins and growth. You need to give yourself credit. You need to learn from others and keep pushing, right? So find those gurus, those experts, those successful people that you admire and learn from them. You don't need to become them. You don't need to be them, but you want to learn from them and keep learning from them because there's always more we can learn. I wrote down, you need to learn from others and keep pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. All right. So like once you master something, it's time to try something else and try to give yourself new, exciting things to try that you've never done before, right? That's how we grow by getting out of our comfort zone. And then I wrote down, you need to give yourself grace and you need to stop judging yourself, okay? So this whole episode is about how playing the long game and how things are going to take longer than we think. We know that's gonna happen. Please stop beating yourself up, right? You set the big goal and you didn't achieve it. It's okay, you're human. Like stuff happened in the economy that was out of our control, and yet, maybe there's more you could have done. Like, I think we need to learn from every opportunity and go, okay, what could I have done to done to do better, to achieve more? Like, absolutely learn from it, but please don't beat yourself up. It's not a judgment of you and your character. You are not a failure just because you didn't achieve your goal. You're a great person who is learning from this experience, and you're going to take that learning and achieve more in the future. So don't judge yourself. You need to be patient and realize it's going to take time, and you need to realize that life is a journey not a destination. Took that quote from uh, an Aerosmith song. Life's a journey, not a destination. You remember that song? And how high can you fly with broken wings? I won't sing the whole song for you, but I love that line and that song because life is not a journey. I mean, life is a journey. It's not a destination, right? And that goal, you might see it as a destination, but once you achieve that goal, it's not like your whole life is going to change. And oftentimes people look back and it was the struggle to achieve the goal that was the most fulfilling part, right? Getting to the top, becoming VP of X of finance or HR, you know, getting to run that business and not being an employee anymore. It's not going to make you happy. Like it's still going to come with challenges and stresses and all kinds of stuff, right? It's just not, right? You've got to choose happiness. You've got to choose to enjoy your life, to look around and enjoy the journey that you're on, on the way to achieving those goals. And remember that, you know, this whole process is not even about achieving that one goal. It's about becoming the person that you're going to become. It's about who are you becoming as a person and you are someone who is continuing to develop and grow over time. And I'm really proud of you for that. Just like I'm proud of me for all the growth that I've gone through over the last six plus years. And I know I'm just getting started and you're just getting started too. So thank you for listening to this. I hope that you will take some of this advice and you will set that vision. You'll set those goals. You realize it's going to take longer than maybe you planned, but you're going to keep on going one foot in the other, in front of the other. Remember that the journey of a thousand miles begins with just one step 
And that first step might be today. So good luck to you on your journey. I hope you take this advice and own your career. Uh, remember, if you are looking for more resources on how to own your career, you can grab my book. You can grab lots of free resources on our website, which is ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. And if you work in talent development, learning and development, and you're looking for a great membership community to join, the Talent Development Think Tank is absolutely the place to be, talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. Thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you next time.